Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Signs. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. My manifestations came from my curiosity. When I moved to Spain, it really just opened my mind to so many things. Spouses can't work here unless you're working on base. And it is really hard because 70% of jobs on base are reserved for Spanish origin. And then only the rest, the 30% is for US civilians. It was really hard to find a job. So basically you just can't work unless you have your own personal business, which a lot of spouses do start businesses. Like we had baking before we moved over here. So I just continued that and it did really well. So there's ways to make money. I started babysitting. A lot of people want their kids to learn English and I used to be a teacher. So I did that for a little bit, but the pay is just not good here. It wasn't worth my time. I was like, I'm in Spain. I should just enjoy not having to work and just explore my curiosity. So that is literally what I did. It brought me back to life. I had multiple times where I started to like feel burnt out, but then I would just reevaluate and figure out what I truly needed. It gave me so much time of like self-love and self-care. Like if I wanted to do something and I was curious about it, I would just do it. I wanted to try a bachata. I posted that on my social media for a while and I tried that. I loved it. I really want to get back into it. I love horses. There's horses everywhere. I would try and find their owners and ask, hey, can I help you come take care of the horses? I just want to be around horses. You know, I want to learn how to ride. I did riding for like a few weeks. I switched different schools and like there's different styles of riding. I do vocals now. I've been doing it, I think, since I moved here. It's just something I've always wanted to do. I think things are cheaper here. And so I just took it up and I did that. I was talking to someone and they said, I love your feed. It looks like someone just follows you around with a camera. And that's when I realized I've been documenting everything and bringing you guys along my journey. So I express my emotions and everything through photos, modeling, content creating have been like extremely healing for me. And it's something that I truly love. I have visions for certain things, how photographs I want to look. And I just love bringing them to life, bringing them into a different art perspective there's a thing called feria here. It's basically a giant fair. You wear a feria dress. It's like the typical flamenco dress. They have rides, they have food, they have horse shows, they have a bunch of stuff at feria. I just wanted to completely immerse myself into the Spanish culture. You know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I wanted to fully embed myself into that. So I started meeting my neighbors. I love my neighbor. She's amazing. I just learned about their culture, their family culture. When I took bachata lessons, that was when I truly learned. They just accepted me like I was their own family. I've never had that before. I think I love that about the Spanish culture. It's so family oriented and there's a nice work-life balance. That's why they take the time between two and six or eight and they eat lunch with their family or they just spend time with them, you know, where they just take time off work to go like drink wine or to hang out with friends. You know, when I first saw that and when you first like go into a Spanish family, that was the first time I felt like, wow, I've never felt like this around anybody or felt like I had a family like that. And so it was really amazing for me. Like I felt happy and 
I just love this. Everyone is so nice here. They're so trusting. There was a time like I forgot my wallet at my house and I used to buy Blakely's food from a butcher and I had no idea how I forgot my wallet, but they were like, oh, it's fine. Just pay next time. And I was shocked. Food is not very good here. It's very bland. They don't use any seasonings. Most people bring their salt and pepper with them because that's just how it is. Every now and then there'll be some good food, but their fast food is really good. It's not like regular fast food. It's like legit food and healthy. It tastes so much better than the States. I advocate for that strongly. People always ask, like, what's the most complicated thing about communicating in Spain? I think the language barrier is so hard. There are so many days I was almost in tears because of the joy of, like, hearing other languages. It's just so beautiful. Like, you realize the true simplicity of life when this happens. It's happy and sad moments. I wanted to be able to connect with them so bad, like, so bad. It's like, you're just sitting there and you're like, I wish I just knew what they were saying. I wish I could just like have a conversation with them. And you like truly realize like how beautiful exchanging language is and how much we take it for granted. So I think that would be the hardest part. You also don't realize how precious language can be. We don't realize how we talk. They take everything literal. I mean, obviously they're learning this language. And so you know, why wouldn't they? I'm learning Spanish, you know, I take it very literal too. So it's hard to explain words and what they mean. I've had multiple locals be like, oh, what does that mean? You have to sit there and think about, wow, I never thought about how I actually pronounce this word or what it actually means, explaining what comfortable means or just little words like that. You have to think about how they translate from them to English. And it's just really amazing. It's an amazing process to be in with them. I will say that the U.S. is far behind on languages. Everyone in Europe knows at least three, if not four different languages. And so that is also frustrating because you're like, wow, I only know English. I don't know any other language. I'm trying to learn Spanish, but you know, Dutch, Spanish, I don't even know a bunch of different languages. So it's just crazy. Two weeks of living at my house, I'm pretty sure almost got broken into. I heard this really loud banging on a door and the dogs freaked out. I have never heard Blakely bark like that in my entire life. I was scared to freaking death. Luckily, I had a Spanish friend at the time. And so he called the cops and like explained what was going on. I was on the phone with this person from this other girl that I had just known like from the ship. And she was like, I will drive to your house right now. And I will look outside, make sure there's no one there. I was so freaking scared, guys. I cannot even begin to tell you because there's a community watch page and everyone was like, yeah, these people broke into my house. But it is really hard to break into a house in Spain because houses do not lock from the outside. They lock from the inside. So it's really hard to get in and there's no handle on the door. Like you need the key to get in. There's also bars on all of the windows and they have these metal blinds that fold down and completely cover the window. So I mean, there's really ideally no way. I think someone was just like, they thought the house is vacant and they probably tried to break in. This is when I learned that I always need to keep my outside lights on. Otherwise, people think that they can just try and come in. So called the cops. Cops came. That was 
so scary. They were so serious. There was like three of them. They had like this giant gun and they were just asking me questions and like going around the house. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. My friend was there. We were like, holy crap. We did not expect this. After that, I told my landlord that we needed security set up. So we got that set up and that felt a little bit more refreshing. So I wanted a camera outside in the very front so I could know who was outside my fence because basically they have to hop that fence to get over and then you're in your yard and then they go to the front door. So I wanted a camera outside the front door and also outside of the fence, but they have a law where you can't record anyone on the main streets. So they weren't able to do that, but they did put security elsewhere. Felt a more safe. I honestly never set it up because the manual was in Spanish and I didn't know how. So I mean, just like the thought of having it there was nice. Then another story of being in Spain, I found a horse. So on my house, I have a terrace and you can see out um, pretty far miles. Well, there's two pastures down. There used to be horses in there, but they took them out. And I think what they were doing was cleaning it up to rent this house or field or whatever it was going to be. So I saw this horse wander on the dirt road next to my house and it went into this little field right there. And I'm sitting there with Bleakley and I'm like, oh gosh, like where is this horse coming from? So I'm waiting to see if there's a car coming, if there's like an owner that's with it. I didn't see anyone. So I go down and I'm like, I need to go get this horse. So I'm driving. As soon as I park, this horse, of course, walks out of the area that it was in. So I'm like, great, I'm going to have to chase this horse. So I'm just walking, seeing where it's going to end up. It goes into this little alleyway and there is another herd of horses that were on another side of a fence. Well, you could tell that they did not mesh well because the leader of the pack came up to the other horse and it was like neighing, it was pawing at the fence. And then like they would all take turns coming up to this horse. It was just very chaotic. They did not want them in their space. There's this little dog that's just staring at me and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do, dude. I don't know how to get this horse out. I'm trying to see if anyone's awake and no one's awake. I'm trying to see if there's even a doorbell on any of the houses and there's no doorbell. So I'm like, what do I do? So finally, there's a car and then the horse is on the other side and then there's a fence. So it's just trapped in like this little area and we're in an alleyway. It has a rope around its nose. So I grab that and I try and walk it towards me and then it stops. And I'm like, all right, buddy, like we got to go. I already have experience with horses at this point. So please do not try this. If you see like a random horse, you need to know horse language and all that stuff, which I know what to look out for and stuff. So I end up walking this horse around I texted my friend who I also knew his horses and I'm like, Hey, there's this horse that's loose. Like I need you to come get it. I have no idea what to do with it. And so I'm just walking this horse around the dirt road, waiting for this guy to show up. He finally shows up and then he's like, Oh yeah, it's the horse that this guy, he lives down there. So then we walk the horse to the guy, but just like a crazy story. Then as soon as I get back into my house, the dogs like run outside and I hear like this screech I've never heard before. I look outside and I see like this thing hanging from my tree and I'm like, oh my God, I think the dog's just killed a bird. At this point, my mother-in-law's in in town with me. So she's running after Mateo and I'm running after Blakely and I'm like trying to get the dogs. I'm like, what is going on? Like we're both screaming. We're like, get inside. So then... I finally go back outside to see what it was and I see a cat is halfway up one of our big trees. And so then I'm like, crap, that's my neighbor's cat. 
So then I go and call her and I come back outside and the cat is like fully in this tree all the way up. It's not coming down. I'm like, you guys are going to have to call the fire department. And they start laughing and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? This is what we do in the States. We call the fire department to come get the cat down because there's no way that cat's coming down. It is so scared and is so high up. So they're like on our fence concrete wall trying to get this cat down. And I'm like, okay, let me know what you guys figure out because I need to let my dogs out. They're going to need to go to the bathroom at some point. Like we can't do this all day because their theory was like, oh, we'll just let her stay up there until she eventually comes down. And I'm like, she's not going to come down. So they somehow end up getting her out. And that was great. I don't know. My spirit animals were like with me that day or something. I have no idea. But that was that day. Crazy animal stories. Then there was another time where I was fostering three puppies. The shelters here are super full and they really needed a foster to foster three puppies. I don't know what I was thinking when I said yes. Well, they had to go out in the morning. So I took all of them out and I ended up closing the door behind me. Well, like I said, the doors lock on the inside, not the outside, and there's no way to open them unless you have a key. I didn't have my phone or anything because I'd just woken up. It was probably 6.30 a.m. at this point, so I had no phone and I had no keys, so I was like, I can't call my landlord I can't do anything. And I started freaking out because there's no way for me to even hop this fence. There's a concrete fence. Like there's no way to hop it. So I'm just stuck outside with these puppies. And then Blakely and Mateo are stuck inside. I'm standing up on like my well trying to yell my neighbor's name. (laughs) They're not awake yet. Spanish don't wake up until like 10 a.m. So I somehow managed to hop the fence I stand on the well, I hop onto the ledge, and then luckily they had a ladder on the other side. So I hop down that, and then I just knock on their door, and I think this is like my first time meeting my neighbors. So I'm like, hey, I'm your neighbor, I'm locked out of my house, do you have my landlord's number by chance? And they were like, yeah, let me call him. So they call him and they're like telling him to come. He has extra key. And he's like, okay, I'll be right there. They were so nice about the situation. I was like standing there forever trying to think about ways to wake them up because I was like, I don't want them to think someone's breaking in. I don't want to scare them. But they were just really nice about it. From then on, I just learned to always keep the keys in the door because if the door closes, at least the keys will be in the door and I'll be able to get back inside. Then there was a pine cone guy. So I guess in, I don't know what season it is, but people collect pine cones and they sell them for the pine nuts in them. I guess they're known for being sold. You can make a lot of money off them. I don't know. But we have a ton of pine cones because they come from the pine trees. So I come home from work one day and there is this guy standing in my yard and I'm like, what is going on? I just see pine cones all over my driveway. I can't even drive my car in the driveway because there's literally pine cones everywhere. And he's like, oh, can I just like pick these pine cones up? And I'm like, no, get out of my freaking yard. What are you doing in my yard? Like, what the heck? And he was like, can I please just pick these up? And I'm like, I don't even care what you grab at this point. Just get your pine cones and get off my property, basically. So I'm like freaking out. 
I'm trying to take videos of him, trying to take photos of him so that I can report it to the cops. And then I call my landlord and I'm like, hey, there's some guy in my freaking yard. You need to come figure this out and like call the cops. So I send him the videos and the photos. He goes to the cop station. The cops are supposed to come back. They never come back. Well, then I'm like, what's the update on this guy? Like, I don't want to come home to this. And like, it literally scared the crap out of me because there's just a stranger in our yard. So then he's like, well, we can't do anything unless they find him and they're looking for him or whatever. Then my mother-in-law comes and stays with us while she's taking a nap. Blakely starts barking and then she gets up and she sees this guy in her freaking yard. This is like three days after it just happened. And so I'm like, oh my God, she's like calling me at work and she's calling my wife and we're like, holy crap, like we need to go home and like figure this out. And it was just so crazy. So we never found this guy. It then happened again. My neighbor thought that it was our gardener coming over. And so he was like, yeah, go ahead, go in there. And that's basically what happened. He thought it was our gardener that was coming over. He just let him in. And I basically told him, I was like, you need to tell him like, this isn't okay. Like, what if our dog was outside? Like he could have gotten injured. Blakely does not mess around. She will bite someone if there's an intruder. So I was like, this is hazard. You can't just jump over people's fences. And he was like, oh, I didn't think anyone lived there. And I'm like, what do you mean? There's a car in the driveway. There's dogs barking. No, just don't do it again. So it was just crazy. Then another incident that's happened while I lived in Spain, I was going to London to meet my friend and they had already left. So a different friend had already left. We had planned to switch cars because they were going to pay for parking at the airport. So basically I went to her house. I was trying to switch luggage. I completely forgot to switch my luggage out of my car into her car because the plan was to take her car to the airport and then she was going to like pay for it because she got back before me. A little confusing, but basically I got to the airport and I looked in the trunk. I did not have my luggage. So at this point, I'm already late to my flight. I literally have 20 minutes to make it through security and onto the plane. So I'm just crying, about to cry. I'm like, this is literally the end of my life. I'm late because I was packing and then I don't even have my luggage. I just made a decision. I was like, I have my passport, I have my phone. That's pretty much everything I need. So I can do this. I can make it to London and I can just buy clothes there. So I'm devastated at this point because as I'm on this flight, I'm thinking about everything I don't have. I'm like, I don't have my toothbrush. I had Invisalign, and so I have retainers that I have to wear every night. I didn't have my retainers with me. I didn't have my vitamins for my PCOS or anything that I needed. And so I'm just like, what the heck? But I'm like, you know what? It's only five days. We're going to make this work. I basically bought a toothbrush at the airport. I bought a charging cord at the airport a bunch of basic stuff that I just needed. I ended up starting my period the next day. So then I had to go get tampons. It was just like a never ending cycle. And I'm like, you know what? The universe is really testing me and I just need to surrender. So I basically ended up going shopping in London. I bought two outfits and that's basically what I wore. Luckily, my friend that I met with, he let me borrow a pair of shorts and a pair of sweatpants and a sweater the first day. So I wasn't freezing. It was just a crazy story, but I got a new carry-on luggage from it and it was still an amazing time in London. So I'm glad that I still went. I don't think if I was meeting a friend, I would have gone. I would have probably just canceled my flight. I'm really glad that I still decided to go. 
So there's some things I want to talk about that are different in Spain than in the States. So the times are never right on Google. So don't count on that. They're opening hours and closing hours. They're never accurate. You just have to know the store. I don't know how people know things around here. I guess being here for so long, like now I'm getting the gist of it. It's just like word of mouth, meeting locals, knowing the stores, going there multiple times, knowing, hey, this store's open from this time and this one's not open. There is Spanish holidays literally for everything. If they can have a holiday, they're going to have it. There's parades. Their holidays last for like whole weekends, whole weeks. The washer and the dryer. So it takes about two and a half hours to wash. On fast, it's about an hour and a half. And then to dry, it's three hours. And the water doesn't get drained in the dryer. So there's like a little thing you have to empty out every time. And laundry just takes forever. So I just would not suggest it. Most people hang dry theirs, but it's like humid as crap here and it's rainy sometimes. But if it's like in the summer, it is more convenient to definitely hang dry stuff. And it's a lot faster. Another thing is that the dishwashers, you need salt in them because of all the lime in the water. So we were wondering why all of our stuff had splotches on it and it wasn't getting washed. And that's why, because you need salt and you also need the liquid stuff. I can't think of the name right now, but there's mold everywhere. You just have to get used to it and use dehumidifiers. The landlords, they don't care. My whole laundry room was filled and my landlord was like, oh, that's probably because the fresh paint didn't dry. So just wait until it's dry and then like I'll come paint over it. And I was like, paint over it? It's freaking mold. You need to come scrape it off and then repaint it. So I ended up just getting bleach and doing it myself. The houses are made out of concrete and there's no insulation. So it's either freezing cold or super hot. There's really no in between. And most houses do not have AC in them. Luckily, with the military, you have to have that. So we have that. But if you ever go stay at a hotel or an Airbnb, there's most likely not going to be AC or heating. And you will be freezing or super hot, one or the other. That is the difference. Also, it is impossible to hang stuff up. You need concrete drill bit, concrete screws. You need, it's just a process. There's tile on the floor, no carpet here, which is actually nice when you spill stuff, but it's not nice on your knees or when it's freezing cold and the tile is freezing cold. There's shutters on the windows, like I mentioned earlier. They have like metal bars on the outside. I was kind of scared because I was like, okay, is there like a bunch of break-ins here? What's going on? Why is there metal bars? But after I took a tour, I realized that they were actually designed from the Romans and it was a gesture for upper class. It was like their way of noting like different houses, this different designs on different bars and stuff like that. So it is truly just part of the design. Europe in itself is really safe. And Spain is one of the top rated safest areas. And I truly feel that way. I can go out whatever time and feel completely safe. They also go by military time. So good luck on learning that. I literally still do not know it. Yeah, I have to count on my fingers or in my head or I think the only time I do know is nine. So <laughs> I just pretty much go off of that. But that is all I have to share on my story of moving to Spain. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope it inspires you to move to a different country and explore and embed yourself in everything that there is because it's truly amazing. Such a growing moment, but it's also so much gratitude and memories and just experiences 
Thank you so much for always following my journey. I truly appreciate each and every one of you, and I can't wait to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at HealWithMegan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.